Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. All right, this is the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, This time around, we're going to be talking Hellraiser. Um, so we are, and Pat's just really excited because well, it's October. I, if anyone can raise hell, it's, it's Pat. Pat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, isn't that special? Mm-hmm. That's special. Could it be Satan? Yes, yeah. actually, in both movies. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. You know, it's pretty much movies, yeah, that's four, exactly what it is. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Satan. That's special. Okay. Um, so, yes, this is episode number 158. Uh, we're going to be talking about Hellraiser. <laughs> 158. Do we have a, a, an idea for our 200th yet? Uh, have we come up with anything? Boat movies. Boat movies. <laughs> movies that boats. feature boats. Boats and yeah. things you do boats on and them. things you do on boats. Things you boats. do on boats. Things you do on boats. Yeah. Is, well, yeah. An episode that can't be beat. <laughs> Disproven by our... <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure that... I'm sure it'll be a pleasure. Pat it'll be a pleasure, beating, whatever we do. Between Pat beating off on boats and mm. and and Bo's incessant waxing. waxing off, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't even know what this podcast is about. Why are we here? I, Hellraiser. I, I have no, Hellraiser. Raising hell. Raising hell. Okay. Satan. Could it be Satan? Uh, so very quickly, we spoil the events of the movies we talk about. So if you haven't seen it yet, you may want to go watch the movie first. If you don't care about being spoiled. We might be able to give you some indication as to why you should go watch it or shouldn't. Uh, so it's a sled. Stay there, tuned. I saved you three hours of your life. <laughs> My okay. So I was watching. I've been going back through and rewatching Family Guy because I've never actually watched all the way through. So much better at the beginning. Oh, I know. And so, what was the one? I, and I totally forget the episode. I, I don't remember episodes because I. It's there's so much of the, you know interjection of the other little scenes and mm-hmm. so I, I cannot re- I never remember what happens in what episode but the one that just I almost fell out of my seat when I was watching it was Stewie sitting there playing on a little piano and then all of a sudden it cuts over to Peter and he's holding up like one of the masks from Amadeus and he goes play Peter Griffin <laughs> <laughs> and it's the scene from Amadeus <laughs> oh I don't think it's so bad I feel rather like Mozart hey Stewie play Haydn Now play Handel. <laughs> play Peter Griffin. Ah, now that is a challenge. <laughs> Go ahead, mock me. But it wasn't Stewie who was laughing at me. It was God! They, uh, they do a cutaway to, after Peter talks about um, Citizen Kane, 
And they do a cutaway to someone watching the videotape that he had rented and returned, and it just the move. It starts out, and then it just cuts to him. It's his sled. But I I rented those for Peter. He got banned from the video store for taping over their movies. Rosebud. Is his sled? It was his sled from when he was a kid. There, I just saved you two long boobless hours. That's pretty funny. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. and that's like Hellraiser. And there it relates okay. on back. It, it goes all back. Um, because it's another waste of my life watching Hellraiser. Oh! Anyway. So we know how Jeff feels. Right out of the gate. Well, you know, let's, let's get this thing going. Oh, man. You don't like evil Rubik's Cubes? I Well, I don't mind evil Rubik's Cubes. Mm-hmm. I mind boring movies. <laughs> you know what? I, The perfect person to be on this episode would have been my brother. He loves it. My brother loves the Hellraiser movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good for him. So I would have I would have loved to have had have him here and then like have you say it's totally boring and then have him just be like, What? And just explode and because he loves these things. Because I, I put, you know what? There's there's an audience for every movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not the audience for this one. Well, and I'm not and I, we're gonna get ahead of ourselves here, but I, I'm not I'm not a diehard fan of this movie. I've seen this movie twice now. The but first you're time a fan I, of Die Hard. I am. Okay. I, is there anybody that's not? I mean, that's... Is that next not. year? Yeah, it's. Ne- I think it's next year. 88? Should be next year. Yeah. Is it 88 or 89? I, I believe it's 88. I think it's 88. Yeah, that that's next great. year. Yippee-ki-yay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that I have a strong opinion one way or the other about this movie. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I don't... It's not one that I necessarily will... Watch every year, but I've now I've now seen it twice in the last year, and I I don't have a problem with it. But it's not I'm not like my brother where it's one of my favorite horror movies from the eighties, and I'm not well, like I'll, you that I'll definitely like it and, I'll yeah. definitely expound on my yeah oh yeah on my thoughts yeah. once we get a little bit further in. But yeah. anyway, do do your little spoiler. Yeah, we're, 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 we're spo- we spoil things. Spoil stuff. And we spoil the spoiler. Um, who watches The Watchmen? It was a bigger question. I heard they're doing a TV series. I had heard that as well. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but... I'm kind of okay with it. I'm fine with that, too. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. As mm-hmm. long as they don't do to it what happened with Preacher. See, I only got halfway through the first season of Preacher. It goes nowhere real fast. Really? Like, okay. I, I, I thought Walking Dead slowed down too yeah. much. This one just went off the okay. off the rails into its own direction. And okay. I got halfway through the first season, and then I kind of... It had promise in the first I, season. I, had other, Which, thing, other things came up and I didn't finish it. <laughs> the first season ended up being almost a prequel to the comics. Okay. And then they were supposed to start with the, the comics lore in season two. And yeah. it just went... Didn't happen. Somewhere completely different. Okay. That's a bummer. Yeah. That's a, you know, when you... Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. All right. Well, so, so that, that could be our new movie news segment is... Preacher, but uh, I don't think we have anything else. We talked a lot last week about, um, you know, Last Jedi stuff and mm-hmm. all that, so I think that was kind of our new movie news stuff. Uh, so we'll go ahead and skip on into the movie for, for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this one is called Hellraiser. Came out on September 18th, 1987, rated R, uh, for many obvious reasons. Um, was one hour and 33 minutes, so not a very long movie, but longer than what some wanted it to be. Did it, it definitely felt longer than an hour and 33 minutes? It didn't feel longer than an hour and a half, okay. but it just... It, longer I mean, than I, you, longer than you wanted it to be. I mean, well, you saw my tweets. 
Oh, yeah. I was doing mm-hmm. updates every mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Halfway, or 30 minutes in, mm-hmm. kind of bored, not really scared, mm-hmm. a little grossed out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hour in, still hasn't picked up yet. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so rated R, hour and 33 minutes, directed by Clive Barker, who also did Lord of Illusions and Nightbreed, uh, produced by Christopher Figg, who did Hellraisers 1 through 3 and Dog Soldiers, written by Clive Barker, who also wrote the novel that this was based off of called The Hellbound Heart. Uh, he also did Nightbreed and Candyman. Cinematography was by Robin Vigeon, who did The Fly 2 and some episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Music was by Christopher Young, who did Spider-Man 3 and Drag Me to Hell. Budget for this one was $1 million, which is really, really low budget. Uh, box we office noticed. was... Sometimes it was noticeable. Uh, box office was $14 million. Starring Andrew Robinson, uh, who played Larry. He was in Dirty Harry, Cobra, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I figured you would have enjoyed that. Yes. Seeing Garrick there. Yes. Uh, Claire Higgins played Julia. She was in The Libertine and The Golden Compass. Ashley Lawrence played Kirstie Cotton. She was in The Hellraiser movies and Red. Sean Chapman played Frank. He was in Hellraiser 1 and 2 and 7 Days to Live. Oliver Smith played Monster Frank. He was in The Great Train Robbery and Jesus of Nazareth. There's a spectrum of movies that you could be in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Hell's, Hellraiser, Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. Um, Robert Hines played Steve. He was in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Hi, Weatherby. Steve. Hi, Steve. Yeah, Steve's, Steve's a good guy. I like pizza. I like pizza. Um, I, did, uh, I, I did a little bit like that one time when we were having a, a cookout over at Middle South mm-hmm. and Chris was there with some of the other uh, techie people and, and so I started to act like I was the the photocopied <laughs> Steve <laughs> the photocopied clone <laughs> and so I picked up some chips and I, I was I decided to go all in with this whole bit and like I like chips Steve's a good guy <laughs> and I put the chips in my wallet and I closed it and stuck it in my pocket and then about two seconds later I was like okay I'm done with that and I pulled it out and I'm like Ah, crap. <laughs> now i got to take everything out, and it, I'm still finding pieces of chips in That's my awesome. wallet. That was not a good... Next time, I just need to like not totally invest myself in the routine. No, no, you you, you got to invest. A pizza would have been a disaster. Pizza would have been a disaster. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Nicholas... Oh, sorry. Doug Bradley played Pinhead. Uh, he was in the Hellraiser movies and Nightbreed. Nicholas Vince played Barely. the Chattering Cenobite. Uh, he was in the Hellraiser movies and Nightbreed. Simon Bamford was the Butterball Cenobite. He was in the Hellraiser movies and Nightbreed. Grace Kirby played the female Cenobite. Uh, she was in a movie called The Gospel According to Vic. What's that? Apparently. Said, there was a chick in there? There was. Yeah. She was the she was like the bald one that had the weird like wires coming out of her neck and her throat was open. She's also been referred to as the deep throat Cenobite for reasons of having a throat opened this, up. This is not my particular genre. Not your particular so Well, just, you don't like these movies anyway. You don't yeah. like horror, and yeah. this is a, maybe a little bit more on the extreme end of some of the visuals. And it was cute. Yeah. Really? I don't know if anybody's <laughs> ever called it cute before, but... It was cute. It had all those pins in its head. It was adorable. Yeah, it was kind of a funny guy. Yeah, it was like a... Just wanted to cuddle Like him. a little demonic sewing circle. <laughs> um, it's like pin cushion. There you go. I just borrow. Come here, pink cushion. Pink. Um, if they had used that sound effect, that would be perfect. Uh, critics gave this a 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience a 73%. A little bit too um, high. Well, okay. So here we have. I'm going to read. I'm going to read the the nicer critic review first, and then I will read what Roger Ebert said. Excellent. Uh, Richard Harrington from the Washington Post said it's a dark, frequently disturbing, and occasionally terrifying film that suggests Barker's vision hasn't quite made the conversion from paper to celluloid. 
Roger Ebert said from the Chicago Sun-Times, this is a movie without wit, style, or reason, and the true horror is that the actors were made to portray and technicians to realize its bankruptcy of imagination, 0.5 stars. I can see that. Okay. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Roger on that one. Okay. I, I can see that. Okay. Uh, cinema score, there were no results for this one, for cinema score. I mean, that's um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you like this one? Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I'm leaving. I anyone, wasn't here. Anyone? I didn't, I didn't watch this movie. Anyone? 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 <laughs> anyone? Anybody I'm here? here, for, here. I, I, I'm, I'm here for Care Bears too. I don't know what that. This one was nominated for Saturn Awards for Best Horror Film, Best Music, and Best Makeup. I think it deserves more of a like a Uranus Award. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe that's in Hellraiser too. <laughs> Hellraiser 2, they get it in the end. Uh, summary for this one is, an unfaithful wife encounters the zombie of her dead lover. Demons are pursuing him after he escaped their sadomasochistic underworld. That's, that's quite a summing up of... That's pretty much it. There you go. Okay. And then a creepy guy eats crickets. Transsexual Nazi Eskimos forced, uh, abducted by aliens and forced into weight loss programs. That's kind of what that description sounded like. That's from UHF. I, Sorry. I, I, oh, I thought that was Hellraiser 3. No. <laughs> okay. Really? It could wait, be. Wait a minute. Hang on. I threw down UHF and you guys didn't... No, I got, guys, it. I got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. But read that Read that description. That's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Unfaithful UHF? wife encounters the zombie of her dead lover. Demons are pursuing him after he escaped their sadomasochistic underworld. I know. It's just... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. What is you? What year is UHF? I'd look it up, but you know, if there's no internet. There's no, there's no internet, internet right now, Yeah, because so, it's... Okay. Because we've opened the, the hell box and nothing works anymore. All right, anyway, here's the trailer audio, and then we will uh, we'll get, on with, uh, get on with the show here. I have seen the future of horror. His name is Clive Barker. things for this movie a little bit of background Doug Bradley the guy who played Pinhead was dismayed to be ignored by the other members of the crew um, during a post-production party after the filming had ended um, he thought that he had got along pretty well with everybody and it wasn't until later that he realized no one had ever seen him without his makeup on so that's why they didn't recognize him at the cast party that's rather funny. Uh, many viewers have commented about the poor quality of the special effects at the end of the movie. Clive Barker has explained that due to a very limited budget, there was no money left to have done the FX professionally after primary filming. Instead, Barker, in a, quote, Greek guy, animated these scenes by hand over a single weekend. Barker has also commented he thinks the FX turned out very well considering the amount of alcohol the two of them consumed that weekend. This was like the, uh, the lightning bolts... 
Yeah, like when they that. zap the demon people back to hell, the Cenobites back to hell. And uh, The film was originally set in England, hence the obvious London locations, but the studio, New World, thought the film would be mar- more marketable if it was set in America. So most of the English actors uh, were redubbed by American actors, and it's kind of obvious sometimes. When Clive Barker first showed the film to his mother, she cried tears of joy upon seeing her son's name in the opening credits. He leaned over and whispered that would be the happiest she would be for the next two hours. It's about the happiest I was as well. Yep. Um, Unlike many other horror movies at the time, uh, which were more concerned with gore than great acting, Barker insisted that they look for real talent in the casting. Quote, I'm not just taking the 12 most beautiful youths in California and murdering them. find it. Well... I'm not taking the 12 most beautiful youths in California and murdering them, he told the Washington Post in 1987. I've got real actors, real performers, and then I'm murdering them. The real refers to British theater actors like Bradley, Claire Higgins, and Andrew Robinson. Uh, In England, there was a law in which cockroaches of both sexes were not allowed on a movie set because they could have mated and caused an infestation, so Barker had to hire someone to oversee the situation. They had a cockroach wrangler. Uh, The wrangler, this is the honest truth, quote, uh, had to sex the cockroaches. You know, there are some phrases in life that you never think you'll say out loud. I never thought I would say sex the roaches. I might just be taking this the wrong way, but it sounds like an awful lot of effort. Maybe they should have just not made the movie. Uh, Or take the budget from the (laughs) wrangler and put it towards, I don't know, the Mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. And don't you smoke roaches? That's a, a different kind. Oh. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, and they also said that uh, all of the roaches were male, uh, and they put them in a fridge, so they, they had to slow them down for the filming so they wouldn't all run all over the place. So they put them in a fridge. Um, the only way to slow them down was to chill them. They also chilled the maggots and the roaches, and uh, then they kind of let them loose on the set whenever they needed them, and there you go. So that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Chill the maggots. Chill, chill the maggots. Chill the maggots. Sex the that, roaches. You know what? So my, my heavy metal band, Canister I, of Satan, that I'm coming up with, our first hit single is going to be Chill the Maggots. What happened, cool. what happened to our band? What was our band? What remember. do we call our band? I don't remember. I don't remember. It was it like to reinforce stage. Like the three circles or the... What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Pat and the two circles or It was like Pat and the two circles or the... Oh. It wasn't the four tops, but it was like something like that. I'm, I'm uncomfortable at this point. It was like an uncomfortable version of the four tops. I just chill the roaches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, I think our podcast title is going to be "Chill the Maggots, Sex the, the Roaches." I'm writing that down right now. Chill the, the maggots, maggots, sex the roaches, sex the roaches. If that doesn't bring people in to listen to this episode. That's going to, you know what? I might actually listen to an episode now. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So, all right. So, um, let's get into it here. I mean, I kind of already know your opinions. So, um, Jeff. Hi. How do you feel? Jeffrey. Well, does this, uh, does this give you warm fuzzies inside? No. Okay. It gives me chilled maggots inside. Ooh, chilled maggots inside. Um, okay, so this was my first time watching it. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it before. So I do have a lot of better horror movies okay. in mind and in, in terms of background of horror um, that this just it doesn't stand up to. Secondly, I just felt like it was a poor offering 
after we've gotten movies with the likes of Mike Myers and Jason and Freddy Krueger, that here's this studio saying, oh yeah, well, we're going to make a horror movie too, and our guy, he's going to be scary because he's going to have pins in his head. Ooh, look at the pins. And and we're going to have chunks of flesh. Ooh, chunks of flesh. Laura's scary. Ooh. That could be our band name, Chunks of Flesh. That could <laughs> <laughs> um, And the comparison that I kind of drew, and I don't know why it took me to this, but Carrie Elwes' character in Liar Liar, when he tries to do his version of the claw to the little kid, he's like, and he, you know, Jim Carrey's so over the top with it, mm-hmm. and he's got this whole, like, oh, it's going to get high energy. And, and here comes Carrie Elwes, and he's just like, ooh, it's going to get you. It's going to get you. Here comes the claw. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like that was the feeling I had from this movie. Of, mm-hmm. Ooh, we're going to scare you. Here's our version of horror. Ooh, pins in their head. Oh, God, don't want to mess with him. He's got pins in his head. Look out. I just felt very underwhelmed and slightly bored mm-hmm. because there was no solid story. Well, there was a weak story. I thought the acting was it's a love story. awful. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't think they got quality actors at all. Mm. I, don't, I just. I. It I, sounds like most I of them were stage actors. Movie. I don't know. Then I don't know if it just did they have trouble well, translating sta- their stage acting stage skills acting to movie to mean film that acting. You can do any kind of acting. Well, right. You right. know. I think that's a good. That, I mean, it's a, a different enough. Yeah. But yeah, I just. I, <clears throat> and like I said before, every movie has its audience. Mm-hmm. Given what I knew of the horror genre. At this point, watching this one for the first time, I'm not the audience for this movie. I, you know, I, I don't do gross-out horror. Mm-hmm. I'm more of the suspense mm-hmm. type uh, type scare. I like I like the suspense. Mm-hmm. But do you think that at the time? So if we if we rewind back 30 years mm-hmm. when this came out at the time, do you think that this would have been? I would have been what 10 years old. Right. Okay. And, and I remember seeing the cover of this VHS tape at the video store. Oh, absolutely. Even, so though, I, even though I, you know, even though my parents would never let me watch this, I would always walk by the horror section and check out the covers of the VHS yeah. tapes and be like, oh, that looks cool. And I remember Pinhead looking terrifying. So I remember seeing this and thinking, oh, that's, you know, that's like a Freddy Krueger kind of guy. I don't want to run into, the, into that guy. Do you think that some of the shock value of this movie is dulled? in 2017 because you look at the way that the that the angels demons whatever you want to call them the cenobites um the way that they're dressed is is very much um it's not goth what is the word i'm looking for um but you know i mean it's like the you know they've got all the piercings and they've got all the the leather clothes like and punk. kind of punk yeah it's like know, a kind of S and M club kind of you know dress and and because I think Clive Barker said at one point that's what he was going for, was he had the costume designers go visit some, like, S&M clubs in London, and he said, I want to mix that with, um, like, religious robes. Like, I want them to be a cross between a priest and somebody you'd see at, like, this goth punk club and give them a lot of piercings and other stuff. And so that's kind of the look they were going for. That didn't translate. Do you think that 30 years ago this would have been more terrifying and more shocking because... I, I'm not going to say that that's mainstream now because it's not mainstream, but maybe we've had more exposure to seeing things like that. 
that are more extreme than maybe what an audience in 87 would have been used to? Maybe. Um, Because I think of being terrified of this as a kid, but this is not geared toward kids. So would it have been terrifying to an adult? Well, I I don't think think he he hit his mark. No. You know, it certainly, to me, it didn't translate that the characters were a cross between um, pious people and punk goth goth Mm -hmm. people. Okay. I did not pick up on that at all. Okay. I didn't get any sense of that. I, in fact, I found them almost laughable. Okay. You know, um, and just, I mean, basically just because of the way they were used. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have Pinhead, who's supposed to be this evil character who show, shows up for maybe five minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he was. does, he just stands there. You know, he, he's not doing anything that's terrifying except... Mm-hmm controlling these quote-unquote minions of his that, again, you see them, you're just like, what, what, Mm -hmm. what is that butterball? You know, it, it looks like an, you know, an overstuffed worm. It doesn't look Mm -hmm. terrifying. So I, I just don't think that they got the horror part Mm -hmm. right. Okay. Patrick? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Underutilized. I think the pinhead, I mean, he was iconic. I mean, I remember growing up and just being, oh, that guy freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Was some, I saw the, uh, not was, this. Was this. Was this the first time you've seen it? I think so. Okay. I remember seeing it. I mean, I remember the chains coming out of the box. I think I saw yeah. it at someone's sleepover. And I, I might have seen one of the sequels or something. Mm-hmm. I, I Somehow I remember Pinhead showing up and it was like bouncing through time and there was something in a, the trenches of World War One. Yeah, I think that's. Maybe three. Maybe I saw the third three, one. Maybe, yeah, yeah. and I haven't seen him. I'm just yeah. going off of. So I, I, you know, I was familiar with the pinhead guy, and but it was like, yeah, just underutilized. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it wasn't out there enough, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't scary and and all that, and I, I guess the nature of it was different in that you know the the humans could fight back in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and it was almost like you know the mummy where the you know he had to keep feasting on people to. Right. You know, maintain his form and all that kind of stuff. And then there was that weird, you know, uh, quote unquote love story that was happening mm-hmm. in the middle of that. And then, um, uh, yeah, I, I just, I just don't know. And it was, it was just kind of like, yeah. I, I mean, it's not my genre. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of, I was hoping someone that was a fan of it or, or the genre could explain it to me. But I well, look at it and it was just like, okay. I, the, my one thought was, wow, you know, any other movie genre, what other movie genre tolerates low-budget movies like horror? I, I don't think there's that many uh, movie genres that were there tolerated, where, mm-hmm. you know, it goes on as an iconic classic. Or, and, or encouraged. <laughs> yeah, or encouraged. Mm-hmm. and Because it, it's just like, okay, it's just kind of like uh, dialogue not delivered very well. Mm-hmm. Dialogue not delivered very well. Someone's getting written, pr- ripped apart by chains. Dialogue that's not delivered very well. Mm-hmm. Dialogue that's not delivered very well. Oh, okay, now there's the cool-looking guy for a second. And, okay, I, yeah, I just, you know. It, it, it didn't seem to pull together at all. Yeah. Um, you know, like Frank. Are we supposed to like Frank? Do we hate Frank? Which one was Frank? He was the one that was coming Frank back was the to life. Oh, guy that got, guy like, that got ripped apart in the beginning and... Yeah, but that like she he, had the affair with. He was escaping hell, but to do that, they had to kill innocent people so he could drink their blood essence yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was weird. And then he ended up really doing nothing in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
except creepily going after the daughter at one point. Mm-hmm. And then she worked at a pet store. Who was some, some guy ate with the bees? In. And ate crickets. Mm-hmm. And the cr- oh, was it crickets or bees? I thought it was bees. I thought it was crickets. Okay, and then he showed up at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I was all confused. Showed up at the end. Showed up at the end and turns into a giant winged monster. Yeah. Okay. And then just and carries the box away. Yeah, I just, I didn't, like, I, you know, that happened and I said, okay. Yeah. I just quoted the big Lebowski. Who the, is this guy? <laughs> I was just like, no. who is this guy? And there was no one to ask because everyone was asleep. Right. And I was just sitting there watching this like. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not explained. Right. They, they don't bother to explain. And I don't want them to explain. I don't want, like, uh, you know, when, what's this it's guy's name? Bob Barker? Who made this movie? Clyde Barker. Cl- yeah. <laughs> Bob um, Barker. I don't, want you to, I don't want you to explain it. No, but seriously, I don't want you to explain it. Don't go to the effort. It's okay. We've got a beautiful I, box right here. What's your bid on this box? One dollar. You can keep it. I don't, uh, I just don't get it. Like, it's maybe it's just not my thing. Spay and neuter your humans. This and, and what was the, the, um... <laughs> Who? What was the what Again, was the things I never thought there I would was say. a shortened thing that uh, the the rom rom coms, yeah. nimcons. What what was it called? Sky Skycom. What are you even talking? The about? thing about the where the guys and the girls fall in love with each other and I don't like them. What are those movies? Relationships. Yeah, I don't like that stuff in movies. <laughs> Romantic rom- comedies. Rom coms. Rom coms. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. I just think that's another category that just this. What's he talking about? I, it just doesn't work for I me. I thought you were having a stroke. I am not. This is what happens when doing, I'm. This is what happens checking. when I'm awake I'm trying to, start, to talk during the podcast. Start running through the acronym just to make sure that like your face is okay. And <laughs> well, let's not get crazy. Well, this is you know. uh, uh, your face looks good. Gr- no, does, does but, his face look okay? Well, I, it's, you know, it's compared to some. this is what happens when I'm awake. Dennis isn't here. So. This is what happens when I'm awake uh-huh. during a podcast. Yeah. I like my thoughts make no sense. That's fine. I, I just I don't want. I, it's not. It's not for. I just don't get it. Like yeah. I'm just. I'm not getting it. I'm yeah. not really scared. That's I fine. think. I think there's better horror out there. I think mm-hmm. there was better horror out. Wow. Better. <laughs> there's, there's better what out there? <laughs> well, there's better whores out there too. There was better horror out there at the time as yeah. well. Like I just don't know what they were trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But like here, yeah, I remember seeing this this movie cover mm-hmm. at the video store, thinking, "Oh, this looks yeah. this looks mm-hmm. scary." I wanted him to like, like just if he would have had more of a part, probably. And I was cool. yeah, and I, I was really shocked with how underused he was yeah. in the movie. Yeah, pull out a sword, do some kind of like martial. Pull the arts pins out of your head and throw them at people. Yeah. Oh, like a Superman too. <laughs> It was mildly inconvenient. Um, also, Family Guy. <laughs> what was that? You ever seen that Family Guy one? Maybe. They talk about how how ridiculous the scene is when Superman tears off the S in Superman Two and throws it oh. at the guy, and it wraps him up and then disappears. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, it's like, like that time that Superman did that weird power thing, and he like he tears off the yeah. S, throws it at the guy, wraps him up, and then he then he gets up and he's like, what was that? Why not? Just you know, it's, that was. Mildly inconvenient. <laughs> well, you know. You know. Um, so this, so for me, this movie, this is the second time I watched it. Uh, this week was the second time I watched it about a year ago because I Why? knew well, I knew that my brother liked this, and it oh. was one that I had never seen before, and it popped up on Netflix, and I was like, okay. I'm, and it was probably about last October, so I was looking for some horror movies to watch, and I've gotten to the point now where I don't, I can't really watch horror movies as much anymore. Um, I'll go back and I'll watch old ones that I've seen and that I'm kind of okay with, but I just have an overactive imagination. So if I watch a horror movie, By especially way, did, at did night, do you want to borrow my Universal movies, my, um, my monster movie collection? Or are you going to buy one? Maybe. Okay, let me know. I'll let you know. Um, 
So I. You don't want to get into the new ones because. I, I get. Yeah, yeah. I have an overactive imagination. So, and I know that this stuff is totally fake. But if I watch a horror movie too late at night, then I will not sleep, and I, my mind will start to imagine that I hear things and all kinds of other weird yeah, stuff going on. Yeah. So I, I cannot watch the way I used. To, I used to, as a kid. I used to stay up and watch horror movies all the time late at night. First time I ever watched uh, The Exorcist was I went down by myself. I specifically waited until midnight. Went down into the basement, put it on, turned off all the lights, and watched it in a pitch black basement by myself and then when that movie ended I just kind of sat in the basement I was like I don't I'm not going anywhere I'm just going to stay here until the sun comes up did you and then I will get up and together? go to school I have no idea I think what I did was I turned off the TV and just ran all the way upstairs <laughs> and I was probably 16 at the time so it's not yeah. like I was a young child the yeah. first time I watched the thing I was it was a mm-hmm. sunny Saturday afternoon and I was in college mm-hmm. and blanket wrapped around me so tight <laughs> as my protective cocoon mm-hmm. so that was freaked out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So so I wanted to watch this one because I remember seeing the VHS covers and thinking, oh, it's Pinhead. And it, and I've seen, you know, go to comic book stores and, and I was a big fan of, you know, aliens and predator stuff. So I'd always see like the Pinhead statues that people would have or the, yeah. you know, model kits where you could build Pinhead and the other Cenobites. And um, so I remember seeing these characters and that was my biggest problem with the movie was when I came to it, it was the same thing. It was, I thought he was going to be in this movie a whole lot more. I thought it was going to be a Freddy Krueger type character where he's the one that's menacing you each and every time. Um, or it's going to be more like a, a Jason Voorhees or it's going to be, you know, it's going to be one of those kind of characters. And that was the thing that I came away with was, well, I kind of feel like kind of feel like I needed to see those guys a little more often. Now, I was still entertained by the movie. I mean, it definitely has its flaws. The acting is not great. And, and there's parts of the story that I looked at and I was kind of like, you know, I wish... If we've got this box thing, this puzzle box that people have to open, I needed that to be... The beginning of the movie almost made it feel like it was Gremlins. You know, where you've got somebody, you're, you're purchasing this thing from some exotic dealer. I need this box to have rules. Like, why does why does the box summon them? You know, is the, are there different ways to reconfigure the box so it does different things? Mm-hmm. That's I, what I was wondering. Yeah. Like they, they, I mean, it's kind of like, there almost it, needed to be... It separated and right. then turned and collapsed again. Right. What if it, or is it possible, does it turn the other way? Or what if you turned it two clicks instead of one click? Right. And I haven't seen the other Hellraiser movies, but I kind of feel like I shouldn't have to. If I was in 1987 watching this movie for the first time, I kind of that's kind of what I think I'd want to see was... I, I want that information in this movie as if it's a standalone with no other sequels. What's going on with this box? Um, what's in the box? What's in the box? And then the Cenobites, after I thought about it a little bit, I mean, you know what? What is, what is a movie that you could take these characters and they really would fit well with everything else that's going on in the movie? The Muppets. And it, well, that would be terrifying. Yeah, they were just as ridiculous. The, the Muppets take hell? Is that... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, they look like big Muppets. Okay. Um, but I thought if you were to take these Cenobite characters and put them in another scary movie that deals with a similar theme, um, I would probably do Event Horizon. Like I'm thinking you've got these. Because I, I that's the other thing I wanted to see is if these things are going to be menacing and if these things are like trying to drag people to hell or wherever. <laughs> they just seem like, like that Superman thing for Family Guy. Yeah. It just seemed inconvenient. It was mildly inconvenient. Yeah, they were dragging the people. 
they were like, put, you know, if you if you mess with the box and, and you know, they showed up. Because the idea was that they, and they, they kind of said this, you know, some people call us angels, some people call us demons. Um, you know, we are... Pain, pleasure, it's all the same. Right, it's like what you think of as hell is really just, you know, we don't know the difference between pain and pleasure. So hell is just an extreme of both of those together. And, I, and that's what Frank was looking for and why he opened the box and what he got apparently was that such extreme pain that it was also pleasure and I don't know that that's not my lifestyle so I don't necessarily understand right, it but right. you know to to each their own and, and their own can stay away from me <laughs> um, but um, so I mean with that part of it if they're going to be more menacing maybe I needed to see more of what they were dragging people into yeah and then maybe I would have been more freaked out when they show up but we didn't get to see the closest we saw to whatever other dimension they're from, which I thought was a nice effect, was when you had like the brick wall and the seams and the brick wall would light up and everything else was black. Or when the the wall tore open and you ended up down that dark corridor and then there was that weird, creepy, scorpion, worm animal thing that chased after her. Mm. I think I needed to see more of where they come from. Yeah. Which at the time might have might have pushed them into an X rating as opposed to an R rating, so they might have had to avoid. Maybe they filmed some of that and just had to cut it away. But that to me is a little bit more of maybe what I needed. The other part about the low budget stuff this time I noticed I didn't notice it the first time I watched is I'm watching the scene where that creature is chasing her down the hall, and I'm and I had to pause it and go back just a little bit. I'm like, you can see the wheels for the cart that this thing is on. Oh no, kidding! You can. You go back to that scene, you can see the wheels, and you can see the guy behind it. You can see his feet as he's pushing this thing along. And I'm like, really? That's huh, kind of okay. funny. <laughs> so it was, so that, no, I, I stopped it. I watched it a couple other times. I'm like, yeah, no, you can see the wheels. You, you get what you pay for. Right. That you know, alone might make me go back and watch the movie just to see <laughs> just that. Just to see that part. Yeah. So, again, I mean, will I check out the other movie, the other sequels? Possibly. I'm intrigued enough by these characters that... Would I want to check out and see what they do with them? If because this movie, you know, as much as the critics didn't necessarily care for it, it at least did well enough that they did other sequels. Right. And I almost want to say, was there a TV show at one point? I think so. I feel like there was a TV show. So it was successful enough that they went on and did other. They expanded the story. So I'm wondering if any of the sequels would be better than yeah. the original. So I'm hard, curious enough it'd be to hard see. To be worse. Well, well, and, and to be, be honest, I kind of came in here today with like the same preparation I had with the um, H, what, not H. Um, what's the one with the This is my boomstick, Evil yeah. Dead. Yeah, Evil Dead. When I saw Evil Dead two, yeah. I was kind of like, you know, I was kind of like the same, like, okay, I, maybe I didn't get it, and and you guys were all shocked and said, oh my gosh, how can you not get it? That, and then the discussion was, oh well, have you seen Army of Darkness? No. That's probably it. Go see Army of Darkness. That'll and then this will look like a prequel. And you're right. I went and saw Army of Darkness. I'm like, this is pretty tough, man. It's a pretty awesome movie. And then I went back and it was like, oh, okay. Then you understand it. So I kind of came here tonight, kind of expecting the same thing. I I would be just as not surprised. I'm I'm not surprised to hear Jeff's thoughts and your thoughts. But I'd be just as not surprised if you said, oh, wait, no, man, but that. Uh, See Hellraiser, Hellraiser three, three is the best, and then yeah. once you see Hellraiser three, okay, the, then this become mm-hmm. you know so so maybe your brother's reaction, your brother likes this yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, maybe that's his thing, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, maybe he likes this. Well, but he does like this one as a standalone movie, but maybe he's seen the others and he just likes the whole series yeah. and the mythology I mean, it, and, it, the, and yeah, I mean, maybe the others do put it in, into a different context yeah. for that 
don't know. Maybe explains mm-hmm. some things like the bearded dragon cricket eating man. True. And who's that? Yeah. Is this guy? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was the. And even though the first time I watched it, I I was entertained. I don't know if I'll say I enjoyed the movie, but I was at least entertained enough yeah. by it to keep watching it. Well, good. That it. But when it got to the end, and the guy walked into the fire. Well, and, good for you, John. <laughs> good for you. That's, yeah. A for effort. Get you some ice cream. Um, when the guy walks into the fire and picks up the box and yeah. then turns into this winged creature, that was the only time watching this initially a year ago where I was like, what the... What? Yeah. What, where did that come... I, okay. <laughs> that was the only moment that I had where I was like, yeah, that's just weird. That's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't you don't need that part. If the, you could show the box in the fire, and then you could do a, a a nice dissolve. You could do where it fades into, yeah, um, where it fades into, and then you see the box sitting on the desk again or sitting on the table again, where the dealer is then trying to sell it to someone else. You don't need that whole winged creature thing. To so, come pick I mean, it up. do we assume that the winged creature thing brought it back to the dealer? That's my assumption. I don't know. I don't know. I need the box to be a little bit more like Gremlins. I need there to be rules. I need there to be three rules or something like that so that I understand the box better. Yeah, I don't know. I like my horror to be more cerebral. Than... Mm-hmm. I've always had problems with Rubik's Cubes anyway. <laughs> I don't think I've I would be dead if this thing was like a Rubik's Cube and I had to solve that to get the demons to keep or whatever they are to, to like not take me to hell. I'd be gone. I'd be done for. I'd never finish it. Because I feel like this one, you can't take the stickers off and put them back in a different order. Yeah. Can't cheat. No. So I think I'd be done for. Yeah. Give me suspense. I like suspense. Mm-hmm. I like I like feeling uncomfortable mm-hmm. because of situations. Mm-hmm. You know, give me Blair Witch. Yeah. Give me even um, uh, that first uh, paranormal activity. Okay. You know, stuff like that where it doesn't, I don't, the grotesque doesn't get me. Mm-hmm. It's just gross. Yeah. Um, so like the Saw movies, yeah, that was whatever. Okay. But make me second guess myself, which is why I always go back to Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, plant some seeds in my head, let me start filling in the gaps on my own, and let me scare myself. Mm-hmm. Don't show me what I'm supposed to be scared at every step of the way, because quite frankly, I'm, I wasn't scared of anything in this movie. Mm-hmm. So would I go back and watch this one? Probably not. Would I watch the sequels? Someone would have to convince me mm-hmm. that it's going to be worth it because X, Y, and Z. Okay. I get the explanations for, about this, this, and that. Okay. I get to learn who Bearded Dragon Man is. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll check him out at some point. I'll let you know. All right. Do we have anything else we want to say about Hellraiser? It clearly did not raise enough hell for us. No. Okay. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, just I don't know, just it didn't work for me. Okay. All right. It didn't quite do it for me. There you go. <laughs> Spaceballs. Yeah. Making sure. You know, I was going through Netflix the other day, and I thought I saw a movie on there called Cube. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen Cube, mm-hmm. that is a great. That's movie. a good one. Mm-hmm. That's definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. It's a great character study of. Problem solving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that. That's yeah. a what's that? 
If you if you like puzzles, if you, if you like puzzles, <laughs> kids, <that'd be> great... <laughs> my kids love puzzles. I'll show it to them. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Mm. Um, that's that's like watching the movie The Cell because you like horses. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you ever seen that one? Uh, no. Okay. Do you Cube like horses? <laughs> Cube came out in '97. Yeah, don't watch it if you like horses. Okay. Does it um, take place at a glue factory? No. There's a scene where it it all takes place in the mind of a serial killer. Oh, good. And they like insert them. They insert insert themselves into the mind of a serial killer, okay. and so they're in his imagination. There's this scene where like a horse is standing in the middle of a room, and all of a sudden these I don't even know what it is. It's like these divider things slam down on the horse, and you're like you're staring at this horse, and it's still there, and it's still like moving around like it's living, and then all of a sudden all the pieces start to separate. And the horse is still alive, but you're seeing a cross section of the internal organs of the horse. And the horse is not dying. Hmm. It's just weird and freaky, and mm-hmm. yeah. So that's like so, Cube. Yeah, so it's like Cube, but with puzzles instead of horses. Yeah. So yeah, if your kids like horses, you go watch the cell. Wait, because it's got horses. You should watch Cube. It's it's okay. it's yeah. very cerebral. Yeah. Very much a, a like I said, it's very much a character study. Hmm. And that's you know, it's, does it also fit into the horror genre? Did you call it a horror? Thriller, maybe. Maybe a thriller. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I call it a horror. Sci-fi thriller. thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Well, in the meantime, uh, you can catch us on all the social media spots by going to 30 Podcast. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, all those different places. Uh, 30podcastgmail.com to get a hold of us. 30podcast.com for our website. We are on Google Play, iTunes, website, Satchel, Stitcher, all those places you can find podcasts. Uh, next time around, our episode is going to be Near Dark. And that will kind of finish up our horror movies for the month. Um, but until then, be excellent to each other and go watch some good scary movies. Mm-hmm.